snap. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Balance and Moderation. It's a realistic wellness podcast for realistic people. We're dedicated to helping health-conscious individuals elevate their mind, body, and spirit through a compassionate and, like I said before, realistic approach. In today's episode, me and my co-host Cher go into the topic of consistency. Being consistent with working out, eating healthy, spiritual practice is something that needs to happen in order to level up in life. It's something that I struggle with. I'm the type of person that will go balls to the wall, burn myself out, and then take two weeks off. I'm really working on trying to change that in my life and make it better and make things more consistent. If you end up liking this conversation and you love what we're doing here at Balance and Moderation, please don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review. And more importantly, share with somebody in your life. Big love is our motto and our message is for everyone. Well, everyone over 18 has some content may be inappropriate for minors. That being said, we hope you enjoy the episode, Consistency Over Intensity. Enjoy. I think kombucha as a weekly thing for me is very good to have in my life. A consistency with kombucha leads to my stomach being happy. And I really like that a lot. What kind of kombucha do you usually get? Um, I really like GT's kombucha. And because I like drinking it on a daily or semi-daily basis, again, for gut health predominantly, I like getting the really big I don't know, gallon or pitcher sized ones that you can find at the grocery store. Cause a lot of people are like, oh, kombucha is so expensive. And like, honestly, yes, it is if you keep buying the single use kombucha bottles. But if you buy it basically in bulk, you get a lot more bang for your buck. That pretty much goes without saying. So I really like GTs because it comes in the big bottles or sometimes I it's just called find GTs? GTs. And okay. it's. I think raw, unpasteurized kombucha, it's one of the most popular kombuchas out there. They make Trilogy and Guava Goddess, which oh, are two of okay. my favorites. Okay. I think I've had the Trilogy before. Yeah. I love me some kombucha. It, I mean, it, it, it all just goes down to gut health, correct? Yeah, exactly. Because it's a probiotic supporter, so it helps all of the good little belly bugs you've got. Um you know, help you break down food and also support a healthy gut flora. So you're actually getting all of the nutrients out of your food because that's half of the battle is not just eating healthy, but having a productive gut flora so that you're actually absorbing all of the nutrients from your food. That's why people who will still suffer from nutritional deficiencies no matter how quote-unquote healthy they are is because their gut might be out of whack because of other lifestyle factors or maybe some of the food that they're consuming isn't productive towards a healthy gut biome. So it's inhibiting their body's ability to take in the nutrients, which 
I would have to do more research on this, but just hypothesizing this might be some of the issue with the whole uh, vegan, vegetarian conversation is not necessarily that they're not eating healthy. Unless they're eating a ton of processed foods, then that's never healthy no matter where you fall on the diet spectrum. But it might be that the lack of animal proteins, animal fats in their diet is inhibiting their ability to absorb nutrients properly, not necessarily that they're not getting those nutrients. So that's just okay. a hypothesis. That's a good that's a good hypothesis. I think we need to do an episode on probiotics, prebiotics, digestive enzymes because I know what you're saying is a lot of times it's not the issue of eating healthy, it's absorbing the healthy things that you eat. And I know there's a company that I I I get magnesium supplements from and I also got digestive enzymes from them at one point because certain enzymes are better suited for certain diets. So I know that this company, it's BioOptimizers, I think is the company. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, they're great. And they have specific enzymes for a vegan diet, specific enzymes for a keto diet, specific enzymes for, you know, overall health. And I remember listening to a podcast with one of the owners of BioOptimizers on it, and that's what he was speaking about a lot of people falter with keto or they falter with veganism. And a big part of that is the digestive enzymes. So I think that's a good conversation for us to definitely shelf yeah, and come back around to at some point. That's super fascinating. I actually have just started taking doTERRA's Terrazyme, which is a digestive enzyme complex, as well as their probiotic every single day. Because um, as you guys know, for anyone who has been listening to the show for a while. I quit hormonal birth control mm, probably eight months ago now, nine months ago. And uh, while I'm really enjoying the benefits of having my own cycle and getting more in tune with my body, I have had some hormonal imbalances show up and I'm currently working on that through diet, through lifestyle means and um, through additional support, like my acupuncturist has been really helping me with all of this too, um, providing me herbs as well as treatments. But I have had a lot more hormonal acne recently in the last couple of months. And that's not really a shock to anybody who knows me personally. And that's not like a knack on myself. It's just something that I'm like, yeah, this is something I'm dealing with and that's okay. But I was referred by a holistic skincare practitioner that I need to start taking a probiotic because even though my diet is 80-20 healthy, minimally processed foods, I need to support my gut biome because everything that shows up on your skin is essentially just showing you on the surface what is happening internally in your gut. So since taking the probiotic as well as the digestive enzyme, I've actually noticed my skin clear up a lot and it's only been a week, a week and a half since I started doing it consistently. So if you're experiencing hormonal imbalances, acne, um, any sort of gut issue, highly recommend, um, finding a good digestive enzyme as well as a probiotic for you. And we'll definitely go into a conversation about it. But if you guys are interested in the ones that I use, feel free to DM me personally and I can get you the hookup. I love that. I know, and we can kind of get into our conversation on consistency. And this is part of it is because you want to have good, consistent intake of probiotics, prebiotics, and enzymes. The funniest thing for me, though, is when I was in high school, 
I was told my acne had nothing to do with my diet. That's hilarious. Who chicken, told you that? A dermatologist. Uh, good. good. Yeah. Good. Who Love was that. who was prescribing me sixty to eighty dollars a month of prescriptions, and that was post insurance. So who knows how much they were making off that? Gosh, that's crazy. Yeah, and the funniest thing was I had bad acne junior, senior, and freshman year of college until that summer after my freshman year of college when I gained the freshman 25 and I said, Hey, what are these, what are the things in my diet that I know are bad? It was very rudimentary. I didn't really know how to eat, but I knew, okay, you have pizza almost every day or every other day. Let's cut out pizza for a month. I cut out pizza. So there was no dairy and a lot, a lot less dairy and a lot less processed carbs. And what do you know? My acne cleared up within that month, almost completely eradicated. And that is something, too, that I was even just thinking about in the car, which makes me really upset to admit, but 100% pizza is like the worst offender for me in breaking out. So I have had pizza a couple more times than I typically do during the the month. I've had some some of my good friends, like Nate Mosley, who's yeah, a musician. So good, it's though. so good. Uh, um, <laughs> but... One of my homies, Nate Mosley, who you guys should all check out on Spotify and Apple Music. He's a great indie rock musician. I feel like this is just like a running ad. <laughs> this is. We're like just throwing ads out. But Nate's great. And we we love Nate. We and, love Nate. That's no ad. That is from that the heart. Is, that, is, uh, that is from the heart. He's a great guy and very talented musician. Absolutely. But we were going and watching him at the Tampa Pizza Company. <laughs> Another great place to go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just cracking myself Let's up. Let's just yeah, no, it's all good. Um, you got another ad, or you? No, you I think I'm good for. I think I'm good for now. I think I'm good for now. But we were watching him perform, and of course, it was at a really awesome pizza show. So I went and got some good pizza, and there was a couple other times where like my roommates were making pizza, or I think Barrett and yeah, Barrett and I. It is June. Baird and I celebrated our anniversary and we had pizza the night before looking at my calendar right now. Time really flies. So I've had pizza a good couple of times this month and every single time I'll notice either the next day or within 48 hours of eating pizza, my skin just breaks out like that. And the more that I'm actually conscious of what I'm putting into my body, the more I can pinpoint, oh yeah, that caused that. Like that caused bloating and gassiness that caused my hormonal acne that caused feelings of sluggishness or brain fog, but it takes intentionality. And so when we're having this conversation of consistency, a lot of the conversation is about intentionality too. And not only being consistent with the changes that you are making, but also being consistent with observing your current habits and how they affect your health in real time. Observing your habits is one of the benefits of being consistent. If you can be mindful about your consistency and you can think, hey, I worked out for 20 minutes a day for the last two weeks. How do I feel? How did it affect my mood? How has my sleep been? How has my production been? How, you know, if if you are eating consistently healthy, what has changed with my gut? How are my bowel movements? 
And that's the thing for me is you don't notice the changes until about two or three weeks in. So the, it's an important to be consistent. And I think that the title that we're going to make this episode is Consistency Over Intensity. If you eat a gigantic salad on Monday, you're not going to reap the benefits of that on Tuesday. But if you eat a salad on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you're going to start noticing some changes. You're going to maybe get a little uptick in your energy. And then if you continue that for the next few weeks, then you're really going to see those big changes. And when I say eat a salad every day, that means if you have an unhealthy diet, being consistent would be just changing one meal and consistently having one healthy meal a day to whereas if you're, a, if you're on the typical American diet and you're eating three meals a day and you're having Pop-Tarts for breakfast, you're having a sandwich for lunch, and then you're having some fried food or heavy rice dish, that, like fried rice or something else for dinner, replace one of those meals with a salad and keep that consistent and you'll start to see changes. And that's the whole thing that I wanted to talk about today is what small changes that can you make in your day-to-day that are going to reap long-term big benefits that don't take that much effort and just can create consistency instead of, like we talked about before, going to the gym hard for three or four days, burning yourself out, and then not being able to walk on Friday. Yeah. So I'm going to kind of take the conversation in just a slightly different direction because I had a realization while you were talking. Sometimes on your health and wellness journey, you don't realize how far you've come until you take a step back and look at where you've been. Because, you know, I have been working out, eating pretty well on my health, wellness, spiritual journey. I consider it all one and the same for the last 10 years. And I'm pretty young. So saying that I've been on it for 10 years kind of freaks me out. But It's been most of my life, actually. And when you were talking about the standard American diet, I almost forgot what that was because you were talking about foods that, yeah, absolutely most Americans, the average American eats every single day. I was thinking, gosh, I would never do that. And I sometimes forget because I'm not eating a specific dietary pattern or I do like having pizza and I probably have more processed foods in my diet than my ideal self or my highest self would like to have as my goal long term. But what you were talking about of, you know, eating this way, never moving your body, not having any sort of health practice in your day-to-day life. That is the truth for the average American. It just made me realize that I have worked so hard. I've been so consistent in my journey that it's not even a second thought for me to have a smoothie or a salad every single day or spend an extra 10 minutes on creating a healthy dish for myself and my partner so that we both can feel mentally stimulated or going out of my way to even just do a 20-minute workout, even if I can't make it to the gym for 45 minutes, an hour-long session, just showing up for myself. It's just second nature at this point. And while I do have goals that will push me to achieving more of my idealized, my highest self, sometimes I forget how far I've come and 
I think a lot of people have that experience when they're on the health and wellness journey of thinking it's never enough, but you got to recognize where you've, where you've come from. I love the, I love what you just put down and because you've been consistent, you've created healthy habits that are almost automatic for you now. And that's something that I try to preach to people is you're not going to become a health guru overnight. We're nowhere near it. And we've been on our journey for 10, you know, I've been on my journey for probably about 14 years since I started lifting when I was 15 years old. And just like I said, you know, when I was 18, I had no idea about diet, just not eating pizza and eating a salad covered in ranch dressing was healthy for me. And we all make changes, and over time, your body will adapt, your habits will adapt, and you'll actually crave healthy healthy habits. Oh, absolutely. We spoke about, I've been dealing with some personal stuff. I think if you follow me on Instagram, you know I had to put down my, my dog that I've had for the last 10 years, and it's it's been very sad. We'll just say that. I don't want to get super into it on air. But... I, it's thrown my life out of whack last week. I didn't work out for four or five days straight, which is a lot for me. It's something that over time you spoke about, even if you can't get a full workout in, just doing something small. I always do something, whether it be a mile walk or a hundred pushups or 10 minutes of yoga stretches. I always do something. And last week, I, you know, I kept saying I was lazy and, and how'd you put it? You said, are you I being... said, are you lazy or are you grieving? And I definitely was grieving last week. And, but as I started to get a, feel a little better mentally, my body just felt awful. And I just went into my garage. I shut the garage door because it makes it a lot hotter in there. And I worked out for 20 minutes and I sweat and I almost felt like a light switch go on. And I felt better, and it almost clicked me back into my habits. And for me, you, you know, you talk about looking back and, and seeing the differences, and I really, I've gotten so used to how working out makes me feel that I forget when I go for four or five days how I used to feel, how my body used to be. And honestly, I felt lethargic. I had brain fog. And that's part of the reason why I work out. Our, our previous episode talks about neuroplasticity. And my brain doesn't function well unless I'm working out. And that's a lot of the reason why I work out. I don't necessarily... I, I deal with some vain, vanity issues and I want to work out to look good with my shirt off. That is always going to be part of it. But I'm working to much more of the focus for working out for me is how it makes my body feel. But just kind of bringing it back to what you're saying is I didn't recognize the difference. And that's why I tell people consistency. You don't have to go to the gym for an hour every day. Go for a 15-minute walk every day and see what changes it makes. Everybody always asks me, different friends and, and people that reach out for help with their fitness, they're always looking for this silver bullet, what can I do? And I just tell everybody get up 15 minutes earlier and go for a walk and just see what that does. And a lot of times these con being consistent with one thing will lead to consistency in other things. So if you get up and you walk for 15 minutes and you do that for a couple weeks, then 
add a glass of water before that, a big, huge glass of water. And then you're getting up, you're getting hydrated, and you're walking. Then do that for a few weeks. Once that gets settled in, then maybe start eating a healthy breakfast after that. Maybe some, some cage-free eggs and some kind of green. Again, we need to, we need to get out of this a, a standard American diet that you can't eat a salad for breakfast. I love a breakfast salad. I actually just did that the other week it's for the so first good. time. I boiled up some eggs and I had some baby kale and some green goddess dressing and it was some really healthy fats, nice protein, some carbs, and it was fantastic. I was like, why don't I do this more often? That's like my go-to in when I was traveling all the time. That was my go-to in airports because generally in airports in the morning, you can't get a healthy breakfast. It's all breakfast sandwiches and fried stuff and muffins. So I would find a sandwich shop or something and they would always have pre-made salads in the fridge and I just would eat a pre-made salad at 7 a.m. in the airport. There you go. I mean, you gotta you gotta figure out what works for you. And like you were saying throughout your um, conversation is when you start implementing these healthy habits, if you're consistent with them and you fall off with it, you'll start to notice, oh, damn, like I don't feel great after not working out for four days. I don't feel great not having my glass of water in the morning. But if you are starting your wellness journey and you go balls to the wall for a week and then fall off with it, you haven't really reaped the benefits of your practice. And so you're probably going to keep oscillating from one side of the spectrum to another of, oh, well, my body feels so crappy because I haven't really provided my body the nutrients it needs or the nutrients it's used to, or I've gone so hard with my workout that my body's so sore, I might be a little dehydrated, I'm mentally fatigued, and then fall off with it. And so your regular fatigue and your regular discomfort with life is just the other end of the spectrum. So it's important to have these small actionable changes so that you can actually experience the minute benefits that start becoming major benefits over time. Minute benefits. I think that's the key to health. All the minute benefits of living in a healthy lifestyle add up to completely changing your life and eradicating the old you, the old unhealthy you. And we, we, we talk about a lot of different things. We talk about gut health, fitness, brain health, emotional health, and it's really overwhelming. And there's a lot of stuff that gets piled on. And so I feel like, especially in this world we're living in with social media and influencers and every be, everything being so visible, you have a person that maybe wants to be healthy but they see this mountain of a, let's say, an Instagram fitness influencer, somebody that's ripped, posts intense, crazy workouts every day, in which I just want to say, either A, they're not doing workouts like that every day and they're pre-recorded, or B, they're on steroids. You can't work out at a very high, intense level every day without being on a very regimented sleep schedule and having... having a massage therapist and even a physical therapist, you have to be really tuned in to work out at a very high level for an hour to two hours a day 
And I think a lot of people portray that and they're not doing that. And I, it's hindering people from getting into fitness because they see a mountain and it, it's not a mountain. It's a slow climb. It's a slow hike, just doing something little and then slowly adding onto that will get you to the top of that mountain or the illusion of that mountain because it's not really a mountain. It's like a staircase that never ends. <laughs> but Yes. But, and you talk about, like I was saying, minute details. And you're never going to, you have to create the small habits to create those minute changes. If you want to make changes in your gut health, you have to start implementing consistency with kombucha like the beginning of our conversation. If you want to make a change with your, your physical fitness, you got to start walking every day. If you, if you want to make a change with your diet, replace one meal with a salad. If you are starting from, from zero, from nothing, if you are on a standard American diet, you don't, if somebody asks you how often you work out and you giggle because it's not something you do, Walking for 15 minutes a day, drink a little kombucha, and have a salad in place of one of your meals, do that for a month and see what happens. Absolutely. And another thing, too, is, you know, no matter where your starting point is, you want to make sure that you're not shocking your body. This is something that I wanted to touch on on my <laughs> previous rant, um, but if you shock the body, like for example, maybe maybe you're already at a pretty decent level of fitness. You work out one to two times a week, but maybe your hormones are a little out of balance and you're not eating the best and you're wanting to lose a little weight for the summertime. Or I'm thinking of like women, a lot of women come to our fitness studio because they're like, oh, I have got my wedding coming up. I want to look good. Their wedding is three months from today's date and they haven't worked out in like four years. And while I'm not saying, oh, you shouldn't try to work out at all, of course not, it's that you want to start slow and be consistent with it because if you shock your body, kind of like I was saying, you're going to feel super shitty if you switch from a mostly like even a 50-50 processed diet to something like a plant-based keto which or a paleo diet, which is super regimented, very strict. And even if it's all good foods, your body is not used to taking in that kind of nutrient. So completely switching your diet from Sunday to Monday and then expecting you to get all the way through to Friday is ludicrous because your body is going to be like, whoa, 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 what the hell are you doing? Like, I need my cheeseburger in paradise because that's what I'm used to. So it's going to create all of these cravings and binging and then relapsing. And then it's this yo-yo effect, which a lot of people experience with their weight or their gym habits. And even dieting is like, you know, they go balls to the wall on one end of the spectrum and then completely relapse for a week and then they feel shitty about themselves on on both sides of the spectrum and so you're constantly going back and forth back and forth and there's no real balance or moderation so that's the reason why we wanted to have this conversation is because balance and moderation really is the key to health and wellness and when you're looking to make these healthy changes in your life it's got to be 
incremental. If you try to go from level zero to level 99, you're not going to be the final boss. Like that's just impossible. You don't have the tools in place. You don't have the skill set. You don't have the mindset or even the habits built up that, you know, when you're at the top of this mountain, you're going to be so out of breath that you're probably going to have to get, you know, flown down by by emergency services if we're going with the whole mountain mentor mountaintop so that's my two cents on that your two cents are always worth a lot of money (laughs) yeah i definitely experienced that in the beginning you know i said i started kind of lifting weights when i was 15 16 years old and i'd get really excited and i'd work out hard for two months and then wouldn't even go near a gym for a month or two and same thing with my diet for a long time it was i would eat not even necessarily clean more in a calorie deficit and that's another thing too is a lot of times people want to start eating healthy and to them a healthy diet is eating in a calorie deficit and that's it and i would do that and you talk about having this reaction when you push your body to limits that it doesn't want to go to that it isn't ready for it will react and push back. And that's even seen with burnout, with fitness. If you work out too hard, you're going to get depressed. Your body's going to break down, and then you're going to crave bad food. I see that a lot. Some people, they're in this weird... I see it with runners and high-endurance athletes and people that generally work out very hard. They work out super hard, and then right after they binge eat. And then they're kind of doing more harm than good because they work out their body, they exhaust themselves so much that they can't get enough calories and your body almost goes into this panic mode. When I was training for a half marathon, I would go for these long seven, eight, 10 mile runs and I would get back and I'd try to eat a healthy meal and a salad with some olive oil and some protein is not going to suffice after an eight mile run. And then I'd have to eat more and then I would find something else. And then my body would crave heavy carbs and just calories. So I always wanted to eat really dense calories. And I, that's always been a problem for me is I almost try to outwork my diet, or at least I used to, I always try to outwork my diet. And we talk about consistency. It's really hard to create consistency if you're not consistent in all facets of your fitness. It's hard to create, you know, the, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. If you eat like shit, you're probably going to work out like shit. And that doesn't mean not working out. That means, okay, I had ice cream last night, so now I got to crank it up to 12 on the treadmill and I got to go hard for 30 minutes and mentally you're trying to make up for those those almost that guilt you feel and then you're beating up your body you're beating down your joints you are exhausting the nutrients that your body needs to be productive throughout the day and then it creates that rebound effect where eventually your body if you continually slam it on and slam it off eventually it's just going to slam off for a few days so when we talk about consistency, you have to find ways to be 
you have to find ways that one habit can make another habit consistent. If you work out at a moderate level, then you know you have a little flexibility in your diet. And if you're a little flexible in your diet, then you know you have enough nutrients to get a hard workout in once in a while. And if you're a little flexible and you're balanced with your diet, then you're probably going to be more balanced about other health and fitness activities, being more mindful, maybe finding some meditation, getting more rest. And it, it, it eventually will create momentum. Consistency will eventually create momentum to where you'll be at a point like you were speaking about before where you kind of don't even recognize the person you used to be. And that's what consistency brings. You, you can't make changes without consistency. Nobody, Michael Jordan didn't become Michael Jordan because he worked hard for a summer. Michael Jordan didn't, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger didn't become the biggest bodybuilder in the world because he wanted to get jacked for his wedding. It, these things happen, and I, I think that's a big problem with our society and something that I have to even catch myself. I look at other podcasts. I look at other people on Instagram. I look at other people, and I just think there's no way to get to that point. Like, how hard am I going to have to work? And the thing is, you realize once you get to the top of things, even in my sales job, I would look at other people when I was more in an associate role, and I'm like, I don't know how they do it. They must work so hard every day. Now, granted, I work hard, but I don't have to work as hard if I stay consistent. If I make a few cold calls every day, make a couple touches, look on my to-do list, close out my work, just doing little things every day, I really don't have to work as hard and I'm way more successful. And that comes to back to a health thing. If you can do five minutes of meditating, eat a meal or two that's pretty healthy, and get 20 minutes of exercise in, it gets pretty easy to be healthy. No, I think all of that is great. And I love the whole consistency creates momentum. I think that is a great uh, motto to live by. And whenever you're feeling like, oh, you're not really on 100% for the day or things are coming up and you don't feel like you have time to make yourself a great meal or don't have time to do the kind of workout that you want to, smoothies make five minutes to make. And a smoothie is a lot healthier than a, a cheeseburger. I know I keep going back to a cheeseburger. And honestly, I love cheeseburgers. But you don't want to eat a cheeseburger every day and make sure it's grass-fed beef. Uh, but same thing with the workout. If you can't get a 60-minute workout in every single day, 10 minutes is enough. Do a yoga flow. Walk around your apartment or your uh, around your block, wherever you live. Something is better than nothing. And even Robbie and I have really had to learn this in our podcast too, is, you know, sometimes we will have stuff that comes up. Uh, you know, we're both busy people. Robbie works, I don't know, 50, 60 hours a week often. And a light week. <laughs> that's, that's a light week. Exactly. And so we've got very different schedules, but we found that even just showing up and maybe maybe we don't create the best show that we've ever done or maybe I don't create the most profound Instagram post for our social media or maybe the editing is not, you know, God tier every single time. Something is better than nothing. And 
you know, going back to what you said of looking up to these wellness gurus, these podcast hosts of how did they get there? It seems like they got there overnight because you only saw them once they really started thriving. You know, you didn't see that they've had 300 episodes before they got to the point where you were, they were even on your radar. And then you think, oh my gosh, this is a health and wellness guru. I want to get to that point. How do I get there? It's all about consistency. And I love what you said too about your job and just doing a little bit every single day is so much more effective than going super hard at your work, at your health and wellness, at any aspect of your life. It's so much more effective to spend 10 minutes every single day on what you do than spend an hour once a week. It's the same amount of time, but if you do 10 minutes every single day, you're creating that momentum and that momentum starts building off of itself. And once you have that flow, it's a lot easier to tap back into it and be like, oh, maybe I can spend five more minutes today. Maybe I can spend 20 more minutes today. Maybe you get to a point after six months that you get to spend an hour every single day on the project that you love. But when you're constantly yo-yoing, whether it's in your health and wellness journey, whether it's in your professional life or even your relationship, it's not going to create habits. And that's the key is that consistency creates habits and habits are really what change your life. It really, it really is the a book atomic habits by I'm blanking on the uh, James clear. I think his name atomic habits. That's a, that's a book that's been pretty influential in my life. And he speaks about a person that will go to the gym for five minutes a day. Just go to the gym, change in his workout clothes, get on the treadmill for a minute, and then leave. And just doing that every day and creating the habit of going to the gym. And like you said, something is better than nothing. And that is, there's certain aspects of my life that I feel I have a good grasp on, fitness being one of those things. If it gets to be six, seven o'clock at night, I haven't done anything fitness oriented all day and I don't think I have the time for it, I'll sit down and I'll do some push-ups. Even if it's just one set, I'm doing some push-ups, I'm getting my blood flowing, I'm getting something. And I love the motto, something is better than nothing. And consistency creates momentum. That's the biggest thing for me, especially with last week, kind of grieving and getting thrown off my schedule, I'm having to build momentum back up this week. I'm having to do things that are hard to get things moving again. A big thing that got screwed up last week was waking up on time. I know, you know, I'm a big proponent of getting up early. This week, and thankfully with the help of my girlfriend Maya, we have made it a point to get up at 5 a.m. and go to the gym for 20 minutes each day. It's not a lot, and I'm not doing anything crazy. This morning, I just walked for 10 minutes, and I jogged for 10 minutes, and that was it. But it's a lot easier for me to come back from the gym in the morning once I have that momentum created. For instance, this morning, I got back, and I, tried to, I went to go get on my phone, 
And normally, if I get on my phone in the morning, I get sucked in and then 30 minutes of my time goes away. I was scrolling for a second and then I was like, hey, what are you doing? Like you already started your morning well. Don't turn it. Don't, don't turn down the path of, of laziness right now or wasting time. Put your phone down and go open your computer up. And then I went and opened my computer and I organized my emails, which I would normally put off until the afternoon. I printed out some things that I needed to drop off at some doctor's offices. But I really give credit to getting up in the morning and doing something active and doing something positive. That creates momentum for the rest of my day. So for anybody trying to find consistency, trying to create momentum, do a 10 to 20 minute thing when you first wake up that's for you. Whether it is drinking a giant glass of water with some lemon juice in it, which we all should be doing anyways, but, or getting up and doing 10 minutes of yoga, getting up, going for a walk, getting up and reading. I, one of my favorite ways to start the day is with a cup of coffee and a book. And if, if you read, you get your mind going, you create this momentum, it breeds other healthy habits. So when we talk about consistency, if you can create consistent little habits, you'd be surprised how it affects the rest of your life. Beautifully said. And even just on that topic, something that I've started implementing just in the past week, and this is something that I keep kind of getting back into and then falling off with, getting back into and falling off with. But something I notice is that throughout my journey of life, um, like I said, whether it's health and wellness or other things, I've noticed that no matter how many times I fall up, I will pick myself back up again. And every time I pick myself back up, there's a little bit less lag time, a little bit less lag time. So maybe when I was 15, I started, for example, meditating. And I would meditate for 20 minutes for a week and I really enjoyed it, and then I would fall off for a month, and I wouldn't even think about meditating. And then I would get into a funk and realize, uh, maybe I should start meditating again, and I'd do it sporadically, maybe five minutes, maybe a 45-minute session, uh, a couple days a week, but it wasn't anything ever consistent. I would keep coming back to it and keep falling off with it. And since coming back to it, Within the last couple of months, I've actually joined a meditation, basically a meditation accountability group. And it was a 30-day meditation challenge. And I did have some things in my life that got in the way, and I wasn't able to meditate every single day. But because I had this accountability group, it was on my mind a lot more often. So even if I couldn't make it for a daily meditation, like a 30-minute session like they were recommending, I would just sit down and breathe for five minutes. Or I would maybe do a quick yoga session. Or I would do a three-minute breathing technique. Just doing something mindful, having that accountability group in the back of my mind, while it wasn't like I was letting anybody down by not meditating, it was more so just oh, this is more top of mind for me than it has been in the past. And I think when people are establishing habits, part of the challenge is that it's not, it's in the background, it's not in the foreground. 
And if it's in the background when you're starting to build habits, it's a lot easier to fall off with it. But if you have almost like these cues or these triggers that are like, hey, don't forget to work out for 10 minutes a day. Don't forget to meditate this morning. Even setting alarms on your phone every single day at, let's say, 11 o'clock, even if you don't work out at 11 o'clock, but that is just a daily reminder that you get of, hey, don't forget that you committed to working out today. And whether you can do a full 45-minute hour workout or it's just 10 minutes, something is better than nothing. And what I've been doing in this past week has been starting my day and meditating for 10 minutes a day. And I have this awesome app I use called Insight Timer. You can use it for free or it's 60 bucks for the year and all of the proceeds go to different meditation teachers around the world, which I really like. And they also have courses that you can do like 10-day courses, different things like that. So it's a really awesome app. I highly recommend it. But there's this meditation I do. It's a 10-minute morning meditation with positive affirmations. And I have 10 minutes every single morning to meditate. You know, I might have to do something different with my self-care routine, but I've also noticed that simply by asserting to myself, yes, I'm going to meditate every single day today, I've just noticed that I have more time in my day. So it's funny how that happens. Once you make that commitment to yourself, suddenly it seems like, the time that you didn't have becomes available to you because you're choosing not to make habits like, oh, I'm going to watch Netflix in the evenings after work. Or, you know, for me, it was like, oh, I'm going to smoke a bowl before or after work. And then that was part of my habit. And then it would distract me for hours afterwards so that I thought to myself, oh, well, I don't have time to meditate today. I don't have time to work out today. I don't have time to work on my creative projects. But once I started asserting to myself, yes, I do have time and I'm going to make the time, some of the negative habits I was engaging with on a day-to-day basis just slowly started to dissipate or become less appealing to me. So that's another thing too, too, that's really wonderful is some of the negative habits, once you start getting into that consistent momentum, even with your mindset, the negative habits start becoming less appealing to you. You said a lot of great stuff there. Things that stuck out for me is one, peaks and valleys. Peaks and valleys are going to happen. We talk about the the best fit line. As long as you're trending upward, you're in a good spot. And as you become more consistent with things, the peaks and the valleys get lower and you get into this more middle path, balanced, steady climb up the hill. But you kind of talked about momentum. We've been talking about momentum from a positive standpoint and I don't think you just explicitly said it, but your negative habits create momentum as well. And you talk about, oh, I'm just going to watch Netflix in the afternoon. I do this all the time. I try to sit down and I say, hey, I'm just going to watch a 10-minute YouTube video, take a break, and then I'm going to get to habit A, B, and C that I want, that are healthy, that are better for me, that are productive. And then I find myself 30, 45 minutes later still on YouTube watching my eighth video and 
then it as I'm sitting there, it becomes every video I watch, it becomes harder and harder and harder to shut down the phone, shut down the computer. And just like we talked about positive habits, if I get up early and I go to the gym, it brings momentum for positive habits in my life. But if I sit down and I watch YouTube without a purpose, it starts to create negative momentum. And I think it relates to something, it was more from a mental standpoint, but when I was going to see a therapist regularly, he spoke about how your mind is kind of, and your life in general is almost this tug of war between the person you want to be and the habits that create that, whether they're mental, physical, emotional, the habits that you want and the habits that you don't want or the things that are leading you to bad places in your life. And you don't have to completely tug on the rope, pull it over, and it's not going to be this at one time you're going to change everything. But you got to start trying to put things in your day that are going to strengthen the positive sides, that are going to start tugging that momentum towards the light, towards growth, towards positivity. And meditation, like you were saying, you said you found other time for other stuff during the day. I mean, I see that in my life all the time. When I'm making time, when I'm really productive, when I'm being really healthy, when I am in a good spot, the social media binging kind of drifts away. The being lazy and sitting in poor posture and watching TV kind of slips away. You start to feed off these positive habits and sometimes it's not even a conscious thing. You just kind of forget about the bad stuff. Once you get consistency, your body will crave positive things. People all the time go, ugh, I hate broccoli. Ugh, I hate spinach. Ugh, I hate eating like this. I guarantee if you ate spinach every day for a month, your body would eventually crave it because it's good for you and your body re will react well to it and you'll create a gut biome. And just with working out, we talked about before, work out for a month straight and then stop for a week and see how your body feels. And creating consistency will create cravings, will create just natural trends towards positive, healthy habits. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, I think that we have discussed a lot in this conversation today, so I think we're at a pretty good wrap-up point. Is there anything else you wanted to discuss? I think I'm good. I think I'm good, too. Yeah. So, actually, I did have one question, if you can answer it succinctly. So, we have been talking about how consistency creates momentum, and this momentum is absolutely vital to maintaining and creating healthy habits, but what's your perspective on rest days, cheat meals, things like that? Because I think all of us will, whether it is by our own design or by the forces beyond us, force us into positions of rest or being sedentary, whether it is for a day, a week, a month at a time. Um, and for most people, it's not going to be a super drastic thing. Like maybe they just get sick for a week or maybe they went through something traumatic. Like, I mean, I know, you know, you were grieving the loss of like your best friend. So that definitely took a toll on your 
consistency and your momentum. So you needed to have those rest days. You needed to be able to take a step back. But what is your perspective for day-to-day life on rest days and cheat meals when you are building healthy habits? In a previous episode, we spoke about mindful rest. And I think that's the big ticket is as long as you're being mindful of it and there's even ways that we can make rest healthier. Like we spoke about before, binge watching Netflix and laying on the couch is not really healthy rest. Listening some good binaural beats and doing breathing exercises, that's great rest. Taking a day completely off and being very sedentary and sitting in a seated position is not good rest. Going for a gentle walk and sitting out in some sun for 10, 15 minutes, that's good rest. And we talk about peaks and valleys and kind of getting to points and making changes in our lives. And that's been a big thing for me is I kind of got the habits, the good habits going and the active habits, I guess I would say. And for me, the big change is trying to make my rest healthier because our rest can become negative. Our rest can really create that, that negative momentum if you lay in bed all weekend, it's going to be really hard to get to the gym on Monday. But if you do some physical activity that's not necessarily quote-unquote working out, it'll be a little easier to get moving on Monday. For me, waking up early is a big thing. This week has been easier to wake up because over the weekend, we went to bed early and got up on Friday and Saturday. Normally, I'm up late on Saturday, usually watching UFC events till two in the morning. And then I don't get up till late on Sunday. And then it's just hard to get my week going. So I don't really get back into a good groove of sleep cycle until Tuesday or Wednesday. So I have to be mindful of what times I'm going to bed, what times I'm getting up. And I think with rest, that is where we need to be like we like you I was kind of saying before, we need to be mindful. And your body will eventually shut down. And that's if we're not being mindful about our positive things. We know that you and I have talked about it. Too, too much of a good thing is still bad. If you're doing yoga for eight hours a day, your body's probably not going to like that. You're going to get exhausted. If you are meditating for hours beyond hours a day, there's a certain point where you're going to be taking away from other things in your life. So if we can be mindful about our activities and do them in a way where we're listening to our body, we're not overexerting ourselves. We should exert ourselves a little bit. And just a little side note, it's estimated that when our body tells us to quit, we still have about 40% left in the tank. So whether that's mentally, physically, even when your body is telling you, hey man, sit down, or hey girl, or hey person, sit down, you can usually push past that. But we have to become mindful and know and listen to our bodies so that instead of running eight miles and then crashing into the couch, we run three miles and then the next day maybe do some foam rolling. So creating good habits and rest, I think, are important to supplement the good habits. So I think it's all just very cyclical. If you, quote unquote, have, if you have bad rest, you're going to have bad active. If you have bad active, you're going to have bad rest, I guess, if that makes sense. I know I went on a little bit of a tangent there, but 
No, I Did think, I answer your question? Yeah. Okay? No, I, I love that. And uh, I definitely think if you want some good advice or just perspective on mindful rest, definitely go check out that episode that we posted a couple weeks ago. Another thing that I was just thinking of while you were talking is that if you make these small, minute changes into your lifestyle, you're not going to almost need to take such a heavy recovery period. If you're working out two and a half hours at the gym for four days straight, yeah, your body is going to crave rest and you're probably going to be out of commission for a good couple of days before you can even consider going back to the gym. Or if you are trying a new dietary lifestyle because you want to change your life and you're really consistent with it for four days, but you're completely uprooted your nutritional background to implement these new habits, you're probably going to have this refractory period and want to have a cheat meal. But if you implement 15 minutes of a workout in when you're just getting started or just a salad or a smoothie into your diet for a couple of weeks, you're not going to necessarily have these crave meals because you started slowly and steadily. And then once you've started building up those habits, yeah, you are still going to need some recovery, some rest. But You've already built up these healthy habits that your rest day doesn't look like vegging out on the couch and eating an entire box of mac and cheese, which admittedly, sometimes I still do that, but it's going to often more look like, okay, I'm going to make myself a nice cup of soup and I'll have a sandwich and I'm going to stretch and I'm going to watch something productive, maybe even educational rather than mindlessly watching a sitcom for hours and hours and hours on end. That's more what my rest day looks like is something that, you know, is a nice, it's like that active recovery mindset of going for a walk, doing a stretch, having something that maybe is a little bit more processed. Maybe you do have a slice of pizza, but you have a salad with your slice of pizza. You don't just eat an entire box of pizza and then feel like, absolute ass and then need a recovery from your recovery. And so even that vacation mindset, a lot of people talk about, oh, I need a vacation from my vacation because while they went from working really hard to totally vegging out for an entire weekend, it's like there was no middle ground. And that middle ground is really where you get that activation and that relaxation sometimes at the same time. So that's my two cents on rest days, recovery, different things like that. Balance and moderation. Be as balanced with your rest as you are with your your active, with your work, with being productive. You need to be mindful like we talk about. Basically, stay out of binging. Don't binge working out. Don't binge eating healthy. Don't binge meditating. And the same thing. Don't binge laziness and and sedentary lifestyle. Don't binge a pizza. That's my big issue is my cheat meals are cheat feasts. Yeah. And I will eat. I I try to be like almost like the rock on Instagram and he has these huge, crazy cheat meals. And I do that and I almost in a weird way punish myself with the cheat meals. And it's a weird dichotomy and it's really hard to get the momentum going. So just set boundaries on everything that you do and and try to be balanced and moderate with everything. And I think that's a great way we can 
start to close this episode out is everything comes back to balance and moderation. That is why the podcast is named what it's named. It's simple, it's easy, and it really is the ticket to health and wellness for your mind, body, and spirit. Wonderful. Well, this was a great conversation, Robbie. Thank you for spending the time out of your busy day to come record at my place for once. We always record at Mr. Robert's studio, and he had some work up in my neck of the woods. So we made a little makeshift studio here today, which was a lot of fun. And that's the thing is consistency creates momentum. And that's we practice what we preach more often than we don't. So If you liked this conversation, please don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. We release shows every Wednesday. And leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you really want to show us some love. That is a great way for the podcast to grow, for people outside of our circle to get exposed to our conversations. But, you know, if this is something that you love and you think somebody that you love would also love it, share this with them because that is really how you get the conversation rolling and change not only your life, but the people around you. And there's nothing better than having people on your court that are on the same journey as you. It really does help build that accountability and that momentum when you're doing it with the people that you love because it's a lot harder to do it solo. So Share it with the people that you love. Follow us on Instagram. We're at the BAM Podcast. Please feel free to ask us any questions or if you have any comments or any ideas for where you want us to take the show. If there's any topics that we haven't covered that you want us to discuss, please send them our way. We are definitely open to inquiries and that sort of conversation. And I am at the Soul and Science on Instagram. Robbie is at wellnessrob on Instagram. You can also reach out to us independently or directly. And I think that that pretty much covers the gamut of it. And the big mood is big love. Hell yeah. We're closing out. See everybody. Thanks. Hey everyone, Rob here. Really appreciate you listening to our episode. Just real quick. This podcast is for information and inspiration purposes only. Any personal opinions or views do not replace medical advice. Balance and Moderation recommend all listeners embarking on their wellness journey to do so under appropriate supervision by a healthcare provider. Thanks.